Hey folks, it's the shady ringmaster of this liability-ridden circus we call Out of the Forest, Chris, with a recently rare pre-show roundup. Welcome to our new arc! I, uh, <laughs> I actually didn't even realize that I did circus for the circus theme arc until just now. Whoops! Anyhow, a lot of stuff got in the way of recording this one, so we've got a bit of a smaller buffer than usual. Hopefully it won't come to it, but we've got a good number of one-shots in the wings, should we unfortunately fall behind in recordings. Come join us on Twitter, at TheForestCast. We share episode snippets, maps, and occasional other tidbits there, and you'll be joining cool casts like at VampWiki, whose follow we appreciate greatly. Please drop us a line to tell us what you've been enjoying or hating. We can take it. That's all I've got. I'll let you get back to this particularly spooky arc. Oh, and I promise, no clowns. Uh, oh dear, I've just nearly destroyed everything. It would have been bad. What'd you do? Uh, the nice thing, I, I just kind of elbowed my second monitor, which had that mouth oh. on the wall. Yeah. Shatter um, it. Crunch I, it. I, I bumped, like, the corner of it, so we're we're good. We're all fine. It's shattered um, now. Everything we knew has been shattered by Chris's elbow. The, go the good thing about the clap is it always does remind me. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry! <laughs> There's the cold over. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn it. Every fucking time. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of Diablo 12 gauges, which are quite possibly one of the most powerful ever made. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris and I am your GM slash keeper and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. <laughs> I'm Dominic and I play Karanunos. I'm Jessica and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. That was a range of emotion <laughs> for the intro. <laughs> I, I really I, picked I, it off. <laughs> I just couldn't yeah. get over the Diablo 12-gauge shotgun. Yeah, it's, it's just like two like sawed-off shotgun ads that are identical at the bottom of my screen. Oh I don't my know God. what to tell you. Exciting. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so welcome to the new arc. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get right into the Polly's Pedal Paddle Pontoons is reopening next weekend after an extensive police investigation forced the business to dock its boats for several months. Polly Peddler, former owner and proprietor of the Lakeside Paddle Boat Rental Service, has been under investigation for his involvement with illegal underwater basket weaving classes taking place in the lake, as well as the disappearance of three of the class's students, which are possibly the students are encouraged to bring their own devices and laptops for school use. In related news, it seems that the electrical issues that plague the campus have spread to the rest of the city. Electrical surges are wreaking havoc on Monsdale, and rolling blackouts move between different neighborhoods. County Commissioner Sophia Carolla says that the city is working tirelessly with local electricians to determine the source of these electrical issues. For those of you that don't know them, they own that pest control business. Where the pest around? The one with the giant butterfly on the van. Super nice couple. I, be careful.
the crawl space. Hey, if you're looking to see that band live, you could win some last minute tickets to see them tonight at 8 p.m. at the First Trust Arena. Call in now, and if you're lucky, call in number 42. You score VIP tickets to Dissolution, the hottest rave to end out the year. Remember, all tickets are sold out. The security guard lets out a frustrated sigh as she turns off the radio and looks through the window of her office into the concession halls of the stadium. She double takes and raises an eyebrow, rising from her desk and making her way to the door. She opens that door and calls out, Stadium's closed, get out of here, you... But the hallway around her is empty. As she turns, confused, back into her office, we can see a twisted, human-shaped figure melt back into the shadows. And if you are actually out for once, strangely, Whoa. It, 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 yeah, it occurred to you. Are you sure? You, you can't make those kinds of character decisions for me. I never leave the store. Um, it occurred to you that the many problems you've been facing recently might be worth an update to the respectable personal library you keep. And so you've made a trip to the nearby secondhand bookshop, not a new bookshop. With everything that you've been facing recently, what are the to- what topics are you investing in? Um, I'm trying to think because it's like it's it's just a secondhand bookshop, right? It's not like an actual magical bookshop. Yeah, it's a secondhand bookshop, but uh, this uh, actually is a throwback to uh, the second arc was the last time you went to this uh, bookshop within the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you were the one that actually gave it the name, not a new bookshop. I did, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's a place where you, you go for most of your books, I, I think was what was established. I cannot remember and the name of the person who runs it either. It's <laughs> Sophia. I had to look that up. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so you uh, you go here. It's a secondhand bookshop, so they get all manner stuff in, even things that are about like the occult and such, and that's why you, you like it so much, because they'll take in just about anything. Okay, um, I think um, I think Enif is going to look up uh, probably because they have a lot of books on like you know occult and stuff like that, but they don't really have that many books I think on specifically like magical like creatures or entities. Um, so I think that they're going to try and get a little bit more like wide range of those kind of things. So they'll probably try and get books on. Um, some of the creatures that they have faced before and maybe try and get like books on like similar creatures and stuff like that. So they'll probably get like book on genies and try and like that. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. You uh, mentioned Sophia that, that you're kind of looking into like uh, fantastical creatures, mythological creatures. And she guides you over to the, the, the mythology section and she, she's kind of going through them and goes, we actually, uh, th- these ones kind of come and go quite a, quite a bit. Uh, obviously a lot of people like uh, myths and mythology so they can be quite popular uh, so we, we've got a, we've got a good number over here ranging from all manner of different cultures I'll, uh, if, you, if you need any more help uh, let me know I think someone else just entered the shop I'll be right back all and right. uh, yeah you have a, a, a ton of there are like a ton of books they're, they're a bit in disarray uh, it's clear that people have like taken books off the shelf and then like read a few pages and left them like on a nearby end table that's in this like fairly uh 
like it's 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 a it's a cozy bookshop. Like it's I'm got getting like, like armchairs, <laughs> armchairs, and and, and and end tables where people can just kind of peruse the books for a little before deciding if they want to buy them. Um. So yeah, you have a uh, you, you, there. There are a number of books that you can kind of pick up. Um. You're just like looking for books specifically about like the types of monsters you faced. Um. Probably gonna look like start off looking for books on the monsters we have faced, and then maybe finding finding books that have more of a more generalized kind of like encyclopedia type situation where it's like, oh, here are the different types of creatures, you know, to kind of like um, give their library a little bit more usefulness when it comes to research if they need it. Um, gotcha. Uh, go ahead. Um, yeah, go and give me an investigative mystery roll to kind of see what you, what you pull up in this search. Okay. Well, I'll let you ask questions and kind of inform what kind of books you get based on the questions you ask. Got it. And those can just be about, like, monsters you faced and, like, monsters you might think you will face. Yeah, that's kind of what, what we're going for. Alright, and that is sharp, right? Yep. That is a seven, so you get to ask one question, and I'll give you a bunch of books that, like, you'll be able to use later in addition. Uh, but what kind, what question are, do you have a burning desire to answer at this moment? And you you can uh, replace like it in that question with any specific uh, monster that you faced or that you think you want to look into before you potentially face it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think the big one that Enif is kind of like. Uh, concerned about right now would probably be um because they they just had that uh they just especially with what happened with the polymer labs is like um spirits you know um so because that's not really something that they like i mean they have some uh like they obviously know spirits exist and stuff like that with with you know isaac's help and all that you know yeah just stuff like that but um there's there's a lot more stuff going on that they are not aware of um so they'll probably want to look for uh, i want to say like what can it do for so, spirits like, what, can, what, what can ghosts do yeah let's go with All right, that. yeah um so you you go into some research about about spirits to kind of try and understand them more and i think with with that seven i think what you get from that uh just on on the amount of time you have to research while in the store uh you find out that like ghosts come in sort of a variety of sorts and it's it's that they tend to shift through the the types uh in their uh it's sort of like a life cycle of ghosts mm-hmm. uh, no no i guess pun intended there no irony intended the circle of <laughs> ghosts <laughs> yeah sure that um and, and you find this at, by, by like cross-referencing a few books some of them are like I think you actually find like the journal of a of, of a uh, of a ghost hunter. Uh, I thought you were about to say a journal of a I ghost. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you find the journal of like a ghost hunter, um, and it's uh, well, Al- Alistair, what was the name of your ghost hunter in uh in, in Ghostly Encounters? That that, that oh my god, <laughs> Dallas Black. Dal- Dal- it's Dallas Black's <laughs> oh uh, diary. God. Um, oh about, about his uh, investigations into to the the uh, uh, center for the arts, or it's at one of the the 
campuses. Oh my God. Uh, and and it also talks about like comparing many of his notes. And you, it takes you a while to realize that like, while you're not sure if this Dallas Black actually believes in ghosts, the information he's gotten is good information. Okay. Um, and it seems like they, 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 as I was saying, they go through this sort of life cycle where they start off very weak, more of just like just a, a vague uh, memory of the person who died and they steadily evolve and if left alone for too long without uh, solving whatever issues they had in life that, that keep them tied to uh, the mortal plane as it were um, they, they develop into to more and more powerful poltergeist until mm-hmm. eventually they gain enough of an ability where they become just these malicious things where which Dallas Black uh, refers to at one point in the book as grudges Mm-hmm. And the description of of like the, this faint image of of a of a black mask uh, really it, it matches with what you saw with uh, Doctor Russell. Okay. Uh, and I think that's what you get. But in, in addition to that, like you, you really looked into that, but you also were like grabbing books that sparked your interest. You went and you you grabbed a book on like stories of genies and uh, grabbed a book just like on a, a, a general reference book about like the variety, like comparing the variety of different mythologies and mythological creatures between different cultures and like like w- one of the main topics you, you saw in that book is to discuss how dragons pop up in all cultures and like why that might be. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of book where it's like talking about like comparing the the differences and similarities of like mythological creatures as they pop up in the stories of different cultures. Uh, so you, you, you get a decent uh, variety of books as well. Just like uh, you just grab random books of like mythoses. I think on a whim, you grab one about the mythology of um, Celtic gods. Cause that just kind of pings your interest considering some of your current company. Uh, and after you gather all of it, you, you head up to the counter to, to make your purchase. Cause it, all, all, that, that research and finding the books you needed took you a little bit, uh, and the, the store is starting to close. Uh, tonight is actually the night before New Year's Eve, uh, and as Sophia checks the out, she goes, did you uh, find everything you were looking for, Enif? I think so. I have a lot of reading to do, that's for sure. That's good. What uh, what sparks the, the interest? Um, I just noticed that my library was just uh, missing missing some information. Ah, trying to fill a lack. I, I can understand that. I've I've often, when I sell out, out of a of a subset of books, I I just got that itch to to fill that back in. Also, she she goes ahead and bags up your 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 books and hands them over to you and um, gives you gives you a, a hearty wave as you, you head out the door. Um, and shortly after you head out the door, your phone buzzes. Okay. And. You, you check it, and there is a text message from Agent Franks's number, and it says, I know you've been sort of seeking out your own jobs, but I've got an important assignment for you all. Check the mail tomorrow, no earlier than 8 a.m., preferably by noon. noon. Confirm when you have the package. Isaac, it has not honestly been that long since the invasions into your home. During the investigations, as well as the repairs to your apartment, considering the broken window and all, you and your roommates were offered accommodations at a local motel. Now, Munsdale, isolated as it is, has little use for motels, which leaves you in an interesting state of affairs. The room you are staying in is spartan in its furnishings, little more than a twin-sized bed, a nightstand, and an adjoining bathroom. However, it is the cleanest motel room anyone has ever stayed in, as, to the best of your <laughs> figuring, it has never been used. <laughs> nice. That's 
probably preferable. <laughs> so you are you are in this motel room uh, towards the end of the night. It, it is the same night that Enif has picked up her books. I, I, this timeline is going to make a lot more sense than the last timeline I tried to assemble. Um, when there is a knock on the door to your motel room. Hmm. I think he's probably actually not going to reach, not going to like call out right away. He's going to kind of look through the peephole. Uh, yeah, you look through the peephole and outside, um, conquering most of the vision of the peephole, you see Priyanka and to her side, you see Seema kind of just looking around with disinterest. Huh. Uh, okay, I'll open the door. Priyanka needs to get a hobby. Say, yeah, <laughs> her hobby is following me around. You open the door and um, Priyanka looks just delighted and Seema looks surprised and a little bit embarrassed. Uh, and Priyanka goes, I knew we'd find him. My detective skills are without compare. And Seema goes, we, we visited about half a dozen potential temporary living spaces before this one. And his is the last room we checked. I, and, and then she turns to you and goes, I, I, I'll be honest, I was only tagging along to make sure Priyanka didn't get mugged. <laughs> that seems like a, a noble cause. Um, what are you guys doing here? You never contacted Delilah back about what happened to her father, so I decided to follow up after I heard that you might have been... Uh, well, I don't exactly know what happened to you at your apartment, but it was all over the news. Uh, oh gosh. I'm so sorry, I, I totally forgot to, yeah, to text her back. You're right. Um, I've just been kind of distracted lately. Um, like you, like, yeah, like you, like you heard, um, my apartment got broken into, um, and... I've just been a little bit uh, scatterbrained kind of ever since then, trying to um, figure out kind of what to, to do next um, and make sure that I still feel safe. I'm really sorry I forgot. Seema nods understandably and kind of glares at, at Priyanka for a second and just goes, see, I told you, it's, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry we literally stalked down your location. I, I, try, I tried to stop her. I tried to tell her that, like, literally your apartment got, like, some crime happened to it. And, but no, she was convinced this was part of a greater conspiracy. And Penguin goes, it is! I just know it. I've got the nose for this kind of thing. Well, I'm sure you're onto something somewhere, um, but I don't think it's in this corner. Um, but I can message Delilah now if that would be helpful, or if you just want to tell her. I, I wasn't able to find out anything um, about her dad. Uh, Priyanka's glaring at you, and I uh, want you to go and roll manipulate someone to convince her that you did not, in fact, find out anything about her dad, and that uh, in order to get her off your case, you'll just message Delilah now. Plus charm. Yep. Which I think is zero for you. It is. You're the most charming of the group. nine. It's a nine. Uh, Priyanka thinks this over and then goes... Okay, I'll I'll let this go for now, but I want a way of contacting you in case something else goes down, and I need to know someone who probably has something to do with it. I still don't trust you. So you give me your number, and I'll, I'll leave you alone for now. This is I... Priyanka's roundabout way of asking Isaac for his number. Yeah. <laughs> they are the true, they're, they're endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I ship this relationship. <laughs> full, full soon there. I'm, I'm not sure that asking somebody for their phone number when you 
don't trust them and because you don't trust them really makes much sense um but that's fine i guess if you if it would help you feel better uh to get in touch with me um here my number is and he writes it down a piece of paper or something for her all right uh priyanka takes it and is, is still kind of like squinty-eyed uh staring at you and looks at the number and then she takes out her phone and types in the number and, and it hits send and your phone starts ringing <laughs> okay good yeah good point here i hold it up <laughs> i got she, she it she looks at it and just goes okay all right i'm i'm still gonna be watching you don't don't think i won't all right seem let's get out of here and Priyanka starts walking, and Seema just stays there for a second, watching her go, and just goes, "Again, Isaac, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry about this." It's okay. Um, I understand she's just kind of suspicious in general, um, and probably needs something to be suspicious about. So, I'm happy to be her scapegoat, I guess. Seema smiles and just goes, "You're, you're a good, good kid, Isaac. Um, look, I'm not as suspicious of you as as Priyanka is, but." Please, if if you do know anything. And uh, she leans a little over the side, and you see that she has a bike that's leaning against the like the wall nearby, and she grabs and starts wheeling it away and then gives you a, a small wa- a small peace sign, and then uh, she hops on and motions for Priyanka to hop on. Priyanka hops on the back, and uh, they ride off on Seema's bike. They weave after them. Kerninos, you and Balanos are sitting at the dining room table, picking at dinner and discussing your plans. Balanos is reporting on her surveillance of Irish Kegel. I'm not quite sure what she's doing in town, but clearly she's not keeping a close eye on you. She's also... very careful. I, I can't really tell her for longer than a few minutes unless I want to get caught. No, that, um... that makes sense, I suppose. Uh... I mean... I don't know that she's gonna end up following me around or anything like that, but I think mostly she's just here to be uh, a quick reaction, if that makes sense. Yes, I suppose, just sort of a, a sentinel at the edge, just in case anything, uh, as, as the mortals say, in case shit hits the fan. Hmm. Well, I suppose we just need to keep our eyes on her and take it one step at a time. Of course, Master Kinnus, do you want me to keep up my own surveillance of her? Please. You got it. And, uh, I, I, I saw came home the other night. Uh, he, you, you collected more of the, the, the blood ketchup that I requested. Do you have plans on, on finishing up his order soon? <laughs> as, uh, soon as I can. Uh, he says, a little frustrated. <laughs> uh, Balanos does laugh at that a little bit and just goes, ha! I'm sure you'll get it handled, Urkenunus. And after this, uh, I mean, who can really question your your allegiance after that? Speaking of allegiances and the gods' plans, though, uh, have you come any closer to figuring out what the, uh, well, why you're here, I suppose? Nothing specific, but I have a feeling something big is going to happen soon. Oh? You have news, or did the did the gods give you a, a vision of sorts? Uh, the cult seems to be up to something. 
and I can't imagine that this is uh, isolated. Yes, that's fair. Uh, bands of dark magic users rarely gather for anything good. Um, well, I suppose all we can do is keep our eye out and hope to get one step ahead of it if we can. Uh, is, there, is there anything else uh, you need my help on, Master Caninus? No, nothing for now. Thank you. All right. Are you are you finished with your dinner? Are you still picking at it? Um, I'm not hungry. And he slides it across the table a little bit. Of course, Master Caninus. I'll uh, I'll just clean up after this, and uh, I'll uh, head out and see if I can figure out what old Erskiegel's up to. Baron, you are doing some work for a cafe that is opening soon, helping to build a counter and install kitchen doors, among other projects. It's the first big job you've received in a while, and you took it happily, both because you needed the money, <laughs> and also because you've been taking an interest in keeping a more active eye on the town. Uh, as you are finishing hammering in a nail on the counter, the owner comes in with a cup of coffee uh, for you as you continue to work diligently. He says... You can probably call it a day at the end of the hour. We can finish it tomorrow. I'll still pay full price. You've been wonderful. Oh, you sure? I mean, I could definitely just keep going if you wanted me to. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's getting late and I want to get home to the family. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you have a... You have a, a kid or something? Yeah, my, my husband and our three dogs. Oh, nice, nice. I was like the the dogs better, the better companions, I guess. Yeah, you know, a, a, a dog person can see a dog person when they see one. <laughs> you have a dog? Uh, Matter speaking. <laughs> also, maybe yes. Presents. Uh, the, for, for for reference, it's New Year's Eve now, so technically Christmas has happened. So Baron now officially. Oh has yeah, he does have a dog. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Months right. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually, I, I just got it, got one as a gift for, for Christmas, uh, past week or so here. Alright, and I, I hate to cut this, but Amy needs my help for something real quick. Damn it, Amy. Uh. Oh well. Make noises into your microphone that he's gonna have to cut out later when he's editing. Hey, how do we feel about this? <laughs> 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 I'm going to um, open a pistachio nut in front of the <laughs> yes. and see how that sounds. Okay, Take oh, the time sick. to crack all of my joints. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me get... Oh, that's... I'm going to put it right next to the microphone. Is this one any better? I don't have anything. I don't have any fun noisemakers. Yeah, no. I'm looking around, like, what do I have that can be fun? Oh, I have a glass here. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, hang on. Is Discord broadcasting from my headset mic? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> We could start oh. a band. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. 
Right, I'm gonna redo my. I'm back. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh no! What is happening? You'll find out. No. I'm so concerned. You'll find out when you edit. Don't worry about it. No, I'm just gonna clap and then I'm gonna remove all the sound. No, at it. No. hard work. Hard work, Chris. Please. I'm so concerned. Okay, sure. I suppose I kept in the part where we made up the end of a witch is dead, so I can keep in whatever the fuck you guys just did. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, you, you introduce the dog. Uh, the fact that you have a, just got a dog for Christmas, and the owner just goes, "Oh, what's uh, what breed did you get?" Uh, it's a it's a corgi, actually. Oh, right, cute those are. Yeah, she's adorable. Well, uh, uh, I don't think we had decided. I had not, and I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple of labs in a retriever myself. Oh man, I'm so jealous. I was waiting about getting another dog, but one is one is enough for me. <laughs> yeah, it can be hard to take care of many when you're, you're just one one man. Oh well, I'll uh, I'll leave you up to that, and I'll start locking up, and then we can uh, head on out, and I'll uh, see you in the more. Uh, see uh after the weekend. Well, uh, yeah, sounds good, and um, enjoy your New Year's too. Thank you very much. And uh, as the owner walks into the back room, um, you, you hear them kind of like locking locks and, and sort of just generally cleaning things up. You hear clattering here and there. And then abruptly all the sound stops. And for a moment you don't recognize that as strange until you notice that someone else is in the room with you. And as you look up, you see a, a strange hooded figure that you recognize despite never having met them yourself as almost certainly being moral are you the moral character i've heard so much about oh so you have been discussing me that's very good best if you share your knowledge i've finally made a full rotation though i must admit i was reluctant to meet you why me don't like me uh, it's not ill will or, or dislike, uh, it's just that. You smell. The others are. are. more concrete. You, you. you are an echo of an inversion, of an imprint. You don't even know who you're failing to impersonate. I wouldn't say I'm even trying to impersonate anyone. Oh, again, you don't even know. You can't know. It's been twisted too many times. Why do you keep showing up to... Do you sh I mean, is it just us that you're after? Is there something that you want from us? Oh, that is a, a, a very, very good question. Yes, no, it is just... You four, you four have been... The episode, the episode it is, 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 is the success of whatever is being attempted here is culminating in Oh, is it something bad, Epicenter was? You, you know, know, you have been thrust into a role that you may have decided, but your inclusion in this role has removed the traditional structure. It, 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 it's made it so that the end is no longer certain. 
Well, I'm sorry to make things difficult, I guess? Uh, moral, you can see ever so slightly in, in the movement of the hood, uh, nods slowly, uh, and, and you can still hear the echoes of uh, the word certain. It just keeps bouncing around in space uh, in such a way that it, it's just... It feels like someone scraping their nails on chocolate, but it's just being one word and Moral looks at you and goes, You must have gathered my previous interactions with your friends, right? I cannot stay for long. Do you, before I go away again, do you... Do you have any more? I have time for one more question. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Is there anything we can do to stop what's happening right now? You must find who is trying to claim the pen that writes your reality. And make sure, make sure his hand does not close around, 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 And then suddenly you blink, and the owner is at the door, and you hear him as if you were repeating it. Go, are are you coming there? I, yeah, sorry. Um. Let me, let me just grab my things, I'll be right there. Must have just daydreamed a little bit there. The night before New Year's Eve, you each sleep fitfully. Kerninos, you have far too much on your mind to allow yourself the mortal comfort nearly as easily as it comes other nights, and while you do not awaken feeling tired, you are not nearly as refreshed as you usually are. Baron, Moral's words echo in your mind more than they did even in their little pocket of unreality. Your history is darkening with each fact you learn about yourself. Enith, you are plagued by a nightmare that you forget each time you wake up screaming. You reach for your grimoire to write down the events of the potentially prophetic dream, but each time you only manage to get down one word. Alone. And Isaac, your dreams clash together. You see a raging inferno rush at you, and you wake up in a cold sweat, only to have your room get washed away by a wall of water. As you struggle to get your head above water to breathe, you breach the surface to find yourself in complete darkness. You turn your head this way and that until you find the light, surrounded by menacing trees. A hand drags you down into the darkness. And now I need you to roll plus weird. Mm. Eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, as you are dragged down, all you can see is darkness. But this darkness lightens ever so slightly until it looks like the lights simply are not on in a large hallway. In the darkness, you see shadows move, and as you search the motion for meaning, you see the shape of a human stretched out hideously and brandishing wicked-looking claws over a screaming woman on the floor and then you wake up. The next morning, you all gather at Veritate after Enif reclaims the package from the false mailbox out front. Inside, you find a few things. 
On top of the package was a set of four tickets to an event tonight at the newly opened First Trust Arena, Dissolution. There is a small map of the facility, a schedule, and a few flyers for the bands that will be playing. Finally, there's a small mission briefing from Franks. The briefing explains that the for show formerly known as the Psycho Circus was actually arranged by the agency as a honeypot to finally kill a monster they had been failing to catch on its own terms. <laughs> However, something went wrong so they were forced to pull the plug and try again early. Franks is unsure of exactly what the issue had been, but one of the running theories is that the monster somehow knew how to recognize the hunters of the agency. So now they were reaching out to one of their deputized teams, your team. All they know for sure about the monster is that it can hide in plain sight and that it thrives on panic, but it's also wary of monster hunters, so it's unlikely to reveal itself readily. At the bottom of the note is a PS. Please find some appropriate outfits for a rave. We don't want you looking like cops. <laughs> Narc. <laughs> what oh, a good us. arc we are starting. Give me all your LSD. <laughs> Yes, hello. I'm here to have a good time with no reservations. Um, what exactly is a, a rave? I have no idea. I've heard the, the term to be raving, which is to be insane or mad. Is that what we're talking about here? I don't think you're too far off. I mean, it's, it's maybe not like crazy insane, but... Um... I don't know, they've been talking about it non-stop on the radio every once in a while, so I think it's just like a, a big old concert with a certain type of music, of which I don't, I don't enjoy that much. I mean, the yeah, music sounds or, like it's or concerts. Oh, the music. gonna be, yeah, pretty loud, a lot of lights, and a lot of dancing. So, what exactly are you supposed to wear to them? Um, I don't uh, know. Personally, look it up. I've never been to one. <laughs> From what I know, it's a lot of bright colors and, like, glowing things. <laughs> we can find, like, uh, we could go to the Halloween um, store, the, the costume store, and find some rave outfits there. <laughs> sure, let's go back to that place that we were definitely kicked out of. <laughs> No, the, I think the party city, the the not actually the the party town, was was one of the places you weren't kicked out of. It's a shame. I looked up rave outfits, and I was really expecting to find something more than just a bunch of women in bikinis. Like this is just disappointing. I just did the same <laughs> thing. Actually, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for like actual rave outfits, but it's just literally just women in bikinis. It's mostly like yeah. it's kind from of weird. What, I, what I remember of Otakon. It was both. <laughs> that's that's what I'm basing this off of. <laughs> it's mostly just like neon and like like fishnet, like just neon everything. Like that's all I remember. Yeah. Fishnet, some fur in there, for fur some here and there, wigs that like <laughs> the biggest wigs I've ever seen. <laughs> like, okay, so so one of you uh, looks up rave outfits and you compare it and you find better pictures than what typing in rave outfits in Google actually shows you for mm -hmm. some reason. <laughs> See if I type if I click on the neon version. If it's nope, it's still just women. In the <laughs> I'm okay. Please leave this in. This is hilarious. Oh, 100. percent Like this is this is. Let's see if this does anything better. Nope, There's still women in bikinis. So <laughs> um. So yeah, you guys make a plan, I guess, to go to the local party store and find things similar to what you've seen, and we'll we'll go over that in a second. Don't you worry. We're gonna have a montage. It's gonna be great. Fabulous. Uh, but. You guys, I guess, continue discussing what your actual plan is here. The 
you get here again uh you picked up the package between like eight and noon we'll say it's like 10 o'clock in the morning uh and the rave does not start until eight o'clock at night so you guys have some time to kind of figure out what you're doing so the the message didn't say what kind of monster i assume it just says that it can hide in plain sight and apparently it can identify monster hunters this is not especially helpful no it's not it also said it thrives on panic. That too, thank you. So how do you think we should find it? After what we found out at the Polymer Labs, I don't... I don't 100% trust the agency. And... I don't know, what... What happens if us going to this place isn't for us to catch a monster, but it's for them to catch us? It's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Well, if the agency is trying to do some kind of undercover work to eliminate magic, and they know that we're using magic in order to help bring down monsters, do they consider us on their side, or do they consider us against them, or against what they're working for? I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're not exactly very forthcoming with information. It's their specialty. So, well, we, we should at least play it close. I don't think we should split up as much as we used to, especially in a, in a giant place like this. I agree. I'd also like to see if we can figure out, I mean, what kind of monsters do we know that thrive on panic? Um, can I do investigate a mystery? Yeah, you go over to your your uh, your new books and begin to look through them for information regarding this monster. Go and give me that investigative mystery roll. Haha! That is a thirteen. You get asked two questions. Woohoo! Um, what sort of creature is it? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you uh, begin looking through those books to try and figure out uh, what kind of monster it is, and. Uh, you do kind of find it. there's a number of creatures that thrive on on panic and fear. That's sort of why a lot of monsters are scary in the subject of ghost stories is because the reason they cause it is because it it aids them and makes them it it, it feeds them. Go figure. Um, gasp. Um, so the best you can figure is it's probably the types any any of the types of monsters that that thrive in darkness. Uh, there's just it's just it matches way too many at this rate. You don't have quite enough information to nail it down, mm. uh, but it's definitely a monster that 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 like is at home in darkness or night. I'm gonna say, what is it going to do? Like, what is my? I don't know if I can modify this question, but like my question is, um, like I know that it thrives on panic. Is does it thrive on like does it eat the panic? Does it like? All right. Uh, yeah, we, we can go ahead and do what was it going to do. Um, just sort of, you, you guys have a powwow and kind of discuss, like, Enif's doing research while the rest of you are kind of discussing what type of monster it might be. And uh, the what was it going to do, it, it seems like, from, from the best of, like, you, you putting your heads together, it probably was attempting to steadily increase the panic at uh, the initial Psycho Circus, and probably this one as well, uh, before revealing itself once it had blooded itself on enough uh panic that it could uh it, it could just take on whatever resistance was there um it, it seems that most of the creatures that feed on panic get 
more powerful as they get as more things around them are panicked but like it's a it is a slow enough process that like just jumping out and going ooga booga booga isn't going to be enough to empower them before someone strikes them down Mm. so you could say it wants to cause a panic at the disco I, I did almost call this oh uh, this uh, <laughs> this arc panic at the rave. I'm so glad. Please, it would be panic at the rave. <laughs> you got me there. There's some punctuation. Wait, is there still punctuation? There used to be. No, I think there is. All right, yeah, that's because that's why I was always like panic at the disco. I don't, I don't know. Hold on. Let me Let's see. Let's see here. It's, it's just got to stop the podcast. It looks like there's still an exclamation mark. Okay. Uh, for whatever reason, I, f- I thought that it had been dropped. They, they, they dropped it and then brought it back. So what I don't Dude. understand here is um, under Google search for Panic at the Disco, uh, it says Panic at the Disco is the solo project of oh, American yeah. musician Brendan Urie, accompanied on... Oh, it's accompanied on tour. Okay. I was very confused for a second. There. I, I missed on tour. <laughs> it's a solo like, project. Yeah. Except for the band. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, once upon a time it was a real band. Now it's a solo project with a band. I, I did not realize that. For the band? I mean, the like, band. the first two the albums band. are, like, an actual band. Yeah. And then it was just Brendan Urie. He's like, oh, all right, yeah. So he's all that's left. <laughs> after doing research and kind of. After doing research and kind of discussing the, the monster and, and what little you know about and trying to put it into some working theories, um. It's probably getting into the afternoon. You guys probably stopped for lunch at some point, had a little bit of chow, and now it's getting time to start considering your outfits. Um, so you guys all uh, load up in a bus and head to the, the local um, uh, celebration town, I guess, would be the non-trademark version of that. And you enter and uh, start picking out things that look to the best of your ability, like what you find when you start looking up raves and the people, how people dress in them. Uh, how how is everyone dressed for this arc? Uh, bikini and fishnet. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Everybody. Lock in <laughs> cannon. Yep. What color bikini and fishnets is Kerninus wearing? Uh, fishnets are black. Bikini is green. Nice. Perfect. I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, who's next? Um, Isaac is pulling out the uh, big black platform boots. Oh my look. god. <laughs> um, with a Mwah. yep, with a uh, tank top and as many purple glow sticks as he can find. Fantastic. Oh, hold on. No, I have to roll it back. It is gonna. It, it is a crop top. <laughs> oh, dang oh it. Oh my god. Mm. Mwah. Even better. <laughs> so so okay, let me get this straight. Uh, you're, you're wearing a crop. Uh, is wearing a, cro- a green crop top, green Correct. bikini bottoms, and black fishnets. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Fantastic. Kenan just literally looked up rave outfits and with no actual background <laughs> whatsoever. Just saw a bunch of women bikinis. Wow. And okay. Like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, sure. I love the I love the the concept of Gernunos looking this up, just straight face being like, "This makes sense," and then just no no questions asked. Need as much airflow during outfit. during uh, a lot, so many bodies dancing together. I'm surprised they didn't ask me to buy some oil for me. <laughs> say, oh. say no more. <laughs> this is jam. Uh, Baron and Enif, what are y'all wearing? Oh God. Um, <laughs> all right, so I think. I think Baron has like a like a super like almost tie-dye looking weird like one of those um fractals, yes. 
tie-dye fractals, got it. Yeah, uh, like a hoodie kind of thing. And uh, gotcha. some some really big reflective, like one one piece sunglasses. All right. <laughs> and um, maybe like some really big reflective one piece pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Actually, no, I have to. Um, yeah, like 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 very like like straight silver kind of like pants. That like that are... that kind of like prismatic, shining. Yeah. Pants. Yep. Are no they tearaway pants? I think they are. <laughs> I'm gonna say Baron doesn't know that they're I don't, yeah. pants, but they are. But they are, yeah. <laughs> so that you can open up the sides to get more airflow. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. the secret of tearaway pants. It all comes down to this, Enos. Okay. What are you wearing? Um. So before we actually got went to the store, because Enos like uh, habit of changing, trying to fix their hair since. I don't know if anybody remembers, but last arc, it's uh, blonde. It's Naruto. <laughs> it's Naruto, blonde and spiky. <laughs> so um, oh Enif was like, hmm, maybe I should change it and try and fix it again. Um, so Enif tried and fixed it again. And once again, it didn't work. And uh, so now it is uh, uh, bright pink. And it looks like, you know those those wigs? There's like the two big ponytail situation. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. oh man. <laughs> That's what it looks like now. How <laughs> magic potion give you pigtails? <laughs> Can't you just take those down? <laughs> nope. It's no, permanent. it's just like it, it's just like there's so much hair that Enid was like, well, this is what's happening now. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sure. Um you and you know outfits. you know what wigs I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um just a fucking Sailor Moon cosplayer got it. <laughs> Woo. Um <laughs> All right, and then outfit. Um, it's just a Sailor Moon cosplay. No, um, <laughs> they're gonna have those. What is it? Those those fur, um, those fur things. The, like one the leg warmers. Yeah, the fur leg warmers. Oh my god! Yeah. And um, the like fishnet stockings, and then the tutu skirt thing that they always do. Whatever that thing is. <laughs> gotcha. We're going and, with that. And on top. Um. I think just regular teacher. <laughs> okay, just like a plain old teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pull. It's a polo. <laughs> plain old teacher. All neon. Plain old t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> neon flannel t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that did, did anyone write that down? I wrote it all down. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Incredible. I need you to like post that in character info on the Discord just so I can remember. Absolutely. It. Just in case I ever want to commission an art piece. Oh my god. In this rave. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my god. I knew this would be good, but you guys you guys fucking delivered. <laughs> I want to amend my outfit and add that I am also wearing one of those uh, really bad wigs that are just too big. Oh yeah. Uh, now we can be twinsies. Also, somehow, somewhere I found candy bracelets oh my god Great. How, oh, how, how, how many candy bracelets uh you know like eight or ten okay eight or ten a respectable amount but like definitely not too many i'm just imagining isaac like chewing on them every second he gets no no no, no not ca- uh, k-a-n-d-i oh okay, Those little okay. bead bracelets that everyone like trades around at raves Oh. Got it. Okay. I was thinking K and I got the whole time. Oh, yes. I got was. excited for real. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, candy you bracelets. You got us all excited, Alistair. <laughs> you know, okay, fine. He's also got one actual <laughs> sweet candy bracelet. <laughs> oh, my just God. hidden in there. Yeah, just hiding. I also have to ask, just to, to, to hop back a couple points, how 
how much experience does Alistair have walking around in platform shoes? Oh, Alistair or Isaac? <laughs> this is a key question. Either. Actually, honestly, both. Yeah, no, answer the question. Coward? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Alistair, almost none. I don't, I don't actually have any platform boots, and I never did. Um, that sounds Isaac, suspiciously over denial. <laughs> yeah, right. I Isaac, never own any platform. I boots. never did. I never will, and I've never even heard of them. Don't bring don't up my dark are. past. I don't know her. <laughs> it was one time, uh, okay? Yeah, I think since we got these, what, at like three o'clock, you said, uh, Isaac probably has to spend the rest of the afternoon practicing walking in them. <laughs> oh Perfect. God. Yeah, no, 100%. Y- you left to go, like, get your outfits at 3 p.m., and after the full, like, montage of you guys, like, sitting outside of, like, changing rooms and walking out to, like, either head shakes or thumbs up for your from your entire crew until you come upon these just magnificent outfits, <laughs> um, it, it's it's 7 o'clock. You spent four hours oh, getting these outfits. Oh, my God. Hachi, machi. Most of them are spent finding the whatever these candy bracelets isaac is wearing are you have to go make them ourselves <laughs> and stopping baron from eating the actual like made of candy candy bracelet yes but it's food but they're so good but there's a string in there you it's, can't eat the whole thing you have to take it off the string you first. can wear it's the perfect thing <laughs> Baron's old, Baron's now wearing eight or ten actual candy. candy <laughs> he just rolls up the sleeves on the hoodie, and there's like twenty of them on the arm. Oh my god! I think my favorite my favorite measurement is now eight or ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So you guys, <laughs> why don't you know? <laughs> it makes so little. <laughs> it could be one or the other. I don't know. We do know one like thing. Eight, it's not it's nine. <laughs> It's got to be symmetrical between the arms. God. Okay, uh, so you guys begin heading to the uh, the newly built arena. Um, give, me, give me a second. Oh, no. <laughs> we broke this. He's lost it. This is so good. <laughs> I'm so glad I did this. What if nobody else is dressed up at the rave? What if we're the only ones? Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Every, everyone else is just like in undershirts and blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... You, you just misunderstood. Everyone else just dressed like it's fucking, um... Burning Man. You're not too far off, but it's a little too neon. We're a little too, yeah, a little too bright. Uh, anyway, yeah, so let me, let me just, I'm just gonna let this fade off, and then we'll, I, I will pick up as you get there. I'm gonna fade off right here. Bye, listeners. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye now. So you guys, uh, get off the bus with a, uh, just a large number of similarly dressed people, um, I think no less than two times, probably more, you were offered acid by another member on this bus. Um, Does any of us take on, it? On, ask a question. Does anyone take the acid? No. Uh, no. No, I, I do not think so. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Kurnudo says, As- taking acid sounds incredibly painful. No, thank you. I don't. Uh, you hear the you hear the the, uh, the the girl offering you. And just go, oh man, people have one bad trip, and they. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm gonna, and I'm... the bus lets out, and they all rush their way uh, towards the entrance, leaving you guys sort of separated from the crowd. Uh, at the front of this stadium, uh, all of the big like like football stadium style lights at this football stadium are, are, are lit up, shining down on the pitch below. Uh, obviously, you can't see the pitch because that's not how walls work. Um, but up on the marquee, you see in big letters, the Psycho Circus, colon, Dissolution. Bum, bum, bum. And it, uh, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's not a reveal at all. You all knew what this was. <laughs> this is for the um, listeners. The, we, got, we got the flyer. <laughs> beneath it, it, um, it, it lists some of the, the bands that are playing, uh, featuring the likes of uh, Alone in the Crawl Space, Grammy's Meat Tenderizer, uh, <laughs> yes. Bracket Band underscore Name End Bracket, Nonstop Climax, and Banana Names. What about um, uh, many uh, others? Oh my god, Chris, what's the one with the midnight corn snack? <laughs> Frozen corn and midnight. midnight. Yes, yes, please make sure they're there too. That's what probably about one of the band song, song names. Okay. What about okay. the color of my mailman? <laughs> of course, the color of my mailman is one of the bands. What about ne- for- Neon Party Panther? <laughs> I'm going to fit that in somewhere. You, that, you better believe it. Okay. Uh, for reference, all of these names, uh, we, we had a notepad in the apartment that me, Evan, and, uh, and Dominic shared. And Alistair. And Alistair. I, knew it, I don't know why I forgot you, and I'm very, Damn, very sorry. sorry Alistair. My brain just shut down. I, I couldn't even remember, like, Dom and Evan for a second there. It was bad. We don't exist in your world anymore. Yeah. No, I'm too deep in the fiction. Yeah. I, had a, I had an apartment with Isaac Barron and Carnunas. It was great. Wow, that sounds um, fun. We had a notepad where whenever one of us came, said something that would make a good band name, we wrote it down. And I've incorporated about half of them into this arc for potential use because there were so goddamn many of them. Um, yeah, so that is the marquee, and you guys uh, are, are kind of trending towards the entrance, uh, but you guys have some time to talk, plan, or, or do whatever you want before you head on in. So how do we plan on uh, approaching this? I mean... Um- have a good time and enjoy yourself the entire night is not really an operation uh so i guess we have to be on lookout for for something for someone who blends in well we have to think about this creature creates panic and we might have to try and calm the crowd down at some point um like is that is that I don't, can't remember if that's a use magic thing in there. <laughs> if that's something you can do, that is something that Karenunos can do. Fabulous, sure can. So, um, so we're gonna have to, uh, Karenunos, you might have to calm down the crowd a couple of times. Um, of course. If they get, if it gets too panicky, um, I mean, if everyone's screaming and running around, we might not even be able to control the situation. We have to find this monster before it gets too strong. Do you think we can lure it, uh, like, by almost setting a, like, bait? Like, if there's, you know, a candle too close to a, you know, piece of cloth or something that would catch fire, like, if someone comes over and specifically moves the candle closer, would that be, you know, suspicious? And would we think maybe that's the monster in disguise? Like, is there a way like that? Do you think we could try to lure it out without making ourselves too obvious? Mm. If we do, because you're laughing at my idea. 
the idea of just setting a candle next to the flower <laughs> and hoping a monster comes and pushes the candle closer. Maybe it'll maybe it'll push it and create a fire. Who knows? Maybe. Well, we are brainstorming here. One thing is for sure is if there's um, if we do see something causing a panic, we have to make sure we we cannot panic ourselves and have to keep our eyes as open as possible and figure out where this panic is coming from. Um, I'm not sure if the monster may- creates panic by creating situations or if it just releases, um, you know, some form of scent. Panic pheromones. Yeah, panic pheromones. It could be anything. So we have to kind of figure that out. It's not a terrible idea, but if we do something like that, we have to make sure whatever trap we set doesn't get out of control and cause more panic <laughs> than we want it to. Well, we know that this monster is... It, it will hide in plain sight. So we need to be hyper-vigilant and Enif and Isaac and Baron. We need to use all of our, our, our capabilities here. Whatever we have to, to see what is not normally seen, we need to be using it. Yeah, there's a role for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say there was a roll for right. that? All right, everybody roll. We all we all have we all have skills that let us see things. Yeah, what is being concealed them. here oh, yeah. is the question that we're gonna ask. No, not what I meant. <laughs> I meant like Baron uses his sniffer, Isaac uses his ghost powers. I have sensitive eyes. <laughs> uh, Enif uses their my third eye. Their third eye. Yeah. I'm also sensitive to the I, psychic environment. I, I don't know that I have anything, but... You can calm us God. all down. I'll be here to help. <laughs> and then, naturally, things. you know, if there is, a, you know, a, a panic of some sort or some something happens, I would assume that whoever is acting relatively calm is probably also suspicious. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Isaac. Good idea. Yeah, but you don't like my candle idea. That was me. That was God that didn't like yeah. a candle idea. God didn't like a candle idea. <laughs> okay. Um, bring candles into this rave. I mean, Who does that? Yeah. We only use, we only use glow sticks. The candles oh, of the future. Right. <laughs> some some dude brought in candles once, never the same. <laughs> okay, so I guess we I'm also trying to imagine where you you were planning on lighting a candle next to some cloth in the middle of a rave. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's, like, You're... a wall with a curtain or a banner. I, I love how or... all the stup- of all the stupid ideas that anyone has ever had on this goddamn podcast, the one that you're so, like, questioning is somebody lighting a candle next to a cloth. That's the one that breaks the camel's back. I mean, I'm just imagining, in my mind, I'm just seeing, like, an empty room with, a ca- like, a, an old-timey candlestick. And like, like a, oh a folded like cloth napkin sitting listen, next to it. Listen, listen. And then like this shadowy figure comes out of the darkness and just nudges it closer, and you just go, "I gotcha." <laughs> listen, it oh has been God. previously established that Edith carries candles with him at all times, so it's not that far off. It's not that like you can't do it. It's just the vi- the, the image is just so. It's so good to me. It's good for you. So glad to out of nowhere, just just walk around with a candle on. People be like, "Yeah, sweet man." 
You're like, little do they know, I'll catch this entire place on fire. <laughs> turns out, that turns out Isaac's actually been an arsonist this whole time. <laughs> oh, no. Isaac was Margaret the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Okay, so, so should we stick together or should we split up? Definitely stick together. Okay. <laughs> all right uh with that you guys begin to head on in uh you you kind of funnel into the line heading in it is a decently long line um this is clearly a fairly popular event considering the population of munsdale and the number of people you see here um and people are being go- going through one by one getting their tickets checked uh you actually see that there is a um a, a security guard patting people down uh, they, they don't seem to be, like, doing it extremely diligently, but they are, like, checking people. Um, and you get up. Who, who is first in line? I, I, yeah, I really wanted okay. it to be Kernanos. <laughs> Kernanos is first in line. Uh, I, I think, um, yeah, y- y- you get up ahead. The, the person goes, goes, right on, man, K- killer grooves, and uh, takes your ticket and punches it and hands it back. Um, and as you go through, uh, does Kernanos have, like, a bag or anything? Or are they just wearing their black fishnets, neon uh, top, and bikini bottom? Yes. Okay. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> the, the, what, is, I, what does he need? I don't need anything. That's, I mean, that's fair. I just wanted to check. Uh, the security guard, uh, she looks you up and down. She's, like, this solidly built woman, uh, with with close cropped black hair, and she looks you up and down, uh, sees so much skin, and goes, <laughs> "You know, you, you know, you know what, son? You can you can just go on, go right on." And lady's have, not even to question it. <laughs> have a great time at this fantastic event that our sports complex is running, <laughs> and uh, waves you on through. This lady seems uh, who's next in line? <laughs> I still go next. Oh. Is that the wig? Oh that's that's Enif's oh hair God. right now, yeah. Oh, man. It's perfect. That is Enif's hair oh, at God. the moment. And that's not a wig. That is on their head. <laughs> like, until they fix oh, it again. no. That's uh, So you crazy. said Isaac's going next? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Isaac, you go through. Um, take a take here. He goes, oh, man. Candy bracelets. I haven't seen those in, in a good while. I, I don't even know where you found those all right let's punch your ticket here you go man and uh you going through is isaac carrying anything important that they might not want to get or he might not want to get taken away by the security guard i don't think he's brought anything with him not even your axe no i don't think that or your gun rave or a gun <laughs> that i don't have is a good idea uh so yeah the, the security guard looks you up and down and and uh I guess pats you down a little bit. Uh, you're wearing a little more clothes than than uh, Kinnis was. Uh, doesn't see anything and just goes. She, he waves you through and just goes. Enjoy your rave. Thank you. Uh, who's next? I'll go next. <laughs> All right, Enif. Uh, the person goes. Oh man, that's a hell of a wig you got on. Yeah. <laughs> Enif's Let me like, see your ticket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, uh, this guy. <laughs> punches it and hands you the ticket back and just goes yeah you 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 build that hype yeah that guy's on so many drugs right now <laughs> uh, and you go in does Edith have their usual bag of rocks so <laughs> <laughs> so um 
Edith didn't want to take like the satchel with them because it's, they, they decided that probably wouldn't be ravey. So they got a little backpack from the celebration town. <laughs> like one of those like, uh, obviously they, they were looking for something that was like, oh, bright and colorful. So they ended up- Is it like checkerboard vans? <laughs> no, they ended up getting like a children's backpack. <laughs> like, Cause they're like, that was what was bright and colorful. Just like a big SpongeBob. Face yeah, on yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, and they they have like tarot cards and, and rocks and stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't want to part with uh, it. That's fair. The um, the security guard pats you down and just goes, "All right, uh, I'm going to need to look through your bag real quick." All right, Enif, I guess reluctantly hands it over. Uh, they give a kind of a withering look at the, the SpongeBob backpack you got, <laughs> and they 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 open it up and go through it, and their 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 gaze just goes straight to complete confusion. Just goes, are these just? I mean, I guess these are just crystals, right? They're not like colorful meth. It's they're just crystals. Just big, huge, holy shit! She's like She goes and goes. Good, it would be just wild if that was meth. Here I go. love how the lady and doesn't even question it. Like, all right, yeah, okay, this is definitely crystals. They're, they're checking take, bags I'll take at you a rave. This isn't meth, right? It's, if it's not drugs, it's a good time for her. Um, Can you, you go imagine through, then, someone going into a rave with rock size? Things like crystal fucking scraping it on their teeth. Time, dude. They're like scraping it off for people with a cheese grater. They <laughs> <laughs> right. got a boardroom pestle and they're like, "Oh my god, this is taking right. a weird they're, turn." It's uh, off the Dang. rock is the is the cleanest high. You got you got to scrape it off. <laughs> Lick the it's, rock. It's, it's it's uncut. <laughs> you just have to lick it. <laughs> it's, it's just like rock salt, but it's meth. Can we can we make that the the tagline of our show? <laughs> it's, it's rock, rock salt, salt, but it's, it's meth. meth. <laughs> wow, that's no. not a good idea. No, we cannot. <laughs> yeah. Your application has been denied. Baron, you walk up to the ticket puncher who goes, who, who takes one look at your, your tearaway pants and goes, oh yeah, my man here's got the right idea. Let me see that ticket. And punches it. And Baron, you have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And he hands you back your ticket. And um, you walk in and the security guard kind of gives you, you like, uh, kind of, ugh, as she, she looks at your pants. And uh, pats you down and goes, alright. What are you? What are you hiding in this big lumpy hoodie? I, oh, that's just, that's just you, huh? Damn! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The security um, guard's brutal. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> All right then. Uh, you can go uh, right on in there, sir. Uh, thank you. Uh, and you head on in, and and you guys see like other people are being punched in who are behind you in line. But you are now in uh in the psycho circus dissolution. Uh, the entrance you walk through kind of opens uh into these large walkways or these this large kind of hallway. It's it's concessions. It's where all the concession stands are. Uh, before you head up potentially into the stands, uh, directly in front of you there is a entrance uh onto the pitch. It looks like it usually has like gates that can close and lock for like 
if there's a sports game and people don't want other people randomly going onto the pitch, but because there's a music festival, it's wide open and through it, you can just see flashing lights from out on the pitch. Uh, there are so many ravers walking through this concession stand, uh, many of them with pretzels or corn dogs, uh, a, a lot of them looking fucking zonked out as hell, dude. There's a lot of drugs um, going on here. I see it. <laughs> You are you are now in the psycho circus, and you are free to do as you feel you need to. That guy up front thought my hair looked like a wig. Does it really look that bad? I mean, it's no, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. It's, it's crazy. It also just looks fake. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I really need to work on that potion. So, not to distract anybody, but do we want corn dogs? Because they're right there. I mean, we do need to blend in. I um, I, I didn't bring my wallet. I don't have anywhere to put it. <laughs> okay. You just eat it, man. I think um, I think I have some money in my bag. Hold on. <laughs> sure, Enoch's gonna buy everyone corn dogs. Oh, yeah, you you head on yes. over to the corn dog stand where you you see a man. Uh, with a name tag that says Roman standing there, and he looks... His smile is so clearly plastered on, it's not even the slightest bit convincing. His eyes look dead. Oh, damn. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he goes, Welcome to the corn dog stand. I'm the corn dog man. Oh, no. Can I take your order? <laughs> so dead inside. Dude, this poor man. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> he made some very wrong life choices that led him to this corn dog stand. He is working at a corn dog stand at a rave what? on New Year's Eve. What is with the jingle, though? That's <laughs> a part of the excellent question. Does he have to do that? They, every they time? force him. They have to force him to do that. Kurnunus, Kurnunus steps up and says, "Do you have to do that every time?" He he, he shakes his head and seems to come out of stupor and just goes. I, uh, uh, the, the manager wanted to make it more fun. Now I don't even notice when I say it. <laughs> Good Can Lord. I take your order? There's a line foreman behind you, man. Uh, four corn dogs, please. Four corn dogs. You want those normal jumbo or extra jumbo? Uh, <laughs> do we need that much corn dog? Get the jumbo. All right. All right. <laughs> four, four extra jumbo corn dogs. Christ. Oh boy. Okay, you get four extra jumbo corn dogs, and they are like they're as thick as someone's like forearm. Oh <laughs> off these standard sticks. Oh my god! And uh, are they like two feet long? <laughs> yeah. No, they're 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 only slightly longer than a standard corn dog. They're just very thick. <laughs> they're just real thick. Uh, he, he is like barely managing to hold all four of them in two hands, just because they keep bouncing off each other. Thick, and thick goes, corn dogs. <laughs> Fresh corn dogs from the corn dog stand, handed to you by the corn dog man. Oh my god! Help me. Edith is gonna give him the full bill and just give him the rest like he can just keep the change because Enid feels so bad for this man. Corn dog stand policy says that I can be fired if I accept a tip. Please take your change <laughs> okay. and he gives you the change. God. <laughs> Ketchup just, and I'm mustard getting, are over there. <sighs> I'm getting big outer world vibes from this guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
There's no tip he jar. puts you down to where all the there's like uh, ketchup, mustard, and relish uh, da- down on like a little table next to the corn dog stand. Okay. And next you go up and you you hear just sort of in the distance just welcome to the corn dog stand. I'm the corn dog man. Can I take your? Oh order? God! I feel so bad for this dude. <laughs> I mean, we are keeping him employed, so I don't know what else we can really do. <laughs> you guys all have your corn dogs, and you, you, you top it with whatever toppings you like. Uh, as you take a bite out of it, you realize that this thick-ass corn dog is majority better. Uh, I guess yeah. that's not okay. That, that's that's expected, I guess. There's not. It, it is a concession stand. There is there's like a normal-sized hot dog in there. <laughs> But hold on, it's as thick as a human arm. Yes. Dude, that, it oh. is a lot of batter. It's like three inches Jesus. of batter. It's just, it's just like a cake. <laughs> it is. It's just cornbread. It's just cornbread. That's it. It's they, cornbread with a hot they, dog they, in the middle. A stick. You know, get the little meaty center surprise, and you're like, wow, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is not what I expected this to taste like. Anyway, we're here to to stop the crime. Uh, yeah, let's not corn dog nonsense. Let's uh, let's get down to business. We're all just eating our cor- our cornbread on a stick while we walk around. Agent Frank's is like in a in a, a band like a stand somewhere with like binoculars. He's like, what the fuck are they doing? We're blending in. There's like he's like there with a partner and like what are they doing now? They're still eating corn dogs. <laughs> they're so they haven't even gone through how long. <laughs> they're so big. They'll never finish them all. They've been eating corn dogs for an hour. He said extra jumbo. That's the safe word. No one else would ever order that. <laughs> <laughs> he is eating this cornbread on a stick going like I wish I would have known <laughs> I made such a mistake I made such no, a mistake how many, how many mistakes in my life have led to this <laughs> alright yeah you guys are walking through regretting the extra jumbo corn dog order uh, wondering if Roman is okay <laughs> Uh, what, what are you, uh, where are you headed? Uh, you, you, there's like this, it's a big ring around like the, the central pitch where like all the lights and you, you can, you can hear like what looks like, pre- sounds like pre-recorded music playing out on the pitch right now. Um, and the, the concession goes in a full ring. It's got a number of different concessions. A lot of them are just selling like sodas and water. Uh, but then you got like pretzels, you got that, yeah, there's actually another, uh, corn dog stand. And as you pass by, you do hear in the distance a, de- a different voice saying, welcome to the corn dog stand. I'm the corn dog man. How can I take your order? Too. Um, but yeah, uh, so far yeah, there's, you haven't really seen anything in concessions. A lot of people are making their way towards the, the actual pitch. I guess we head out towards if- the middle. If something's gonna go wrong, it's definitely out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys head out onto the pitch. Um, out there, uh, it's it's like from what you're seeing, it looks like it's typically it's it's a, it's a pitch designed to mostly play for football and soccer. Um, it is Munsdale is not a huge town, so it doesn't have need for a dedicated one or the other. Um, but it does have like a number of small like sports teams and uh, uh and clubs that uh you know were asking the town to build them a a better place to play than like the fields that they had uh and so this stadium got built 
Um, as you look around, uh, on one side of it, there is a massive stage, all bright colors, bright lights. It looks like it has like firework launchers potentially attached to it. There's a lot of stuff going on on that stage. Uh, and on the other end, there's a, a slightly smaller stage. It's still pretty big, and it still has a ton of lights, but it doesn't have quite as much hoopla going on. And then all around the stadium, up in the stands, you see like these small setups that are not really stages so much as they are just like instruments set up on the stands, and they're like small crowds around those. And you remember from the material you got that there, uh, there is the stage one, which is where all like the major performances are happening. There's stage two where all of like the they're still big name bands in Monsdale, but like they're they're they pull less of a crowd. And then you have the the stands where a lot of like smaller like out playing out of their garage bands are trying to get a start for themselves. Wait, hold on. So are all these bands going to the Psycho Circus like Monsdale bands? Yep. Monsdale has people don't come from outside of Monsdale. So Monsdale has this many bands that can Monsdale's just got a thriving music scene. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, a lot of them aren't bands so much as they are EDM artists. Okay, yeah. That do this, like, as a, a hobby slash got popular in Munsdale, because bands, like, actually popular bands don't come to Munsdale, so, like, there's a slightly different sort of scene here. How many of them use a um, Game Boy to do their, uh, <laughs> to do their stuff with? <laughs> but, but Banana Names does use a Game Okay, Boy fabulous. <laughs> Uh, and as you sort of walk out on the pitch, um, the, the, uh, not immediately, because that'd be creepy and weird, but, like, a little bit after, as, after you, like, take in the sights, a little bit after that, uh, the, uh, recorded music stops playing over the, the speakers, and, uh, the, the, this talking amongst the crowds slowly dies down, uh, from the cacophony to, like, you hear a few, uh, voices here and there, and then you hear the, the slight squeal of a mic, and you hear a voice say, What's up, party people? This is your boy, DJ Schnazzy. Oh, well, I guess it's actually MC Schnazzy for the night. I'm live, not from the Marmot, but here at the New Trust Arena, where you're here. I'm here, and the hype is real. So make some noise for the one, the only, Danny Valencia's Power Zone! And the crowd goes fucking wild. <laughs> as a, 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 a band makes their way onto the stage. 